Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, good evening. Welcome to uh, the first Man of the Post of 2016. I am your host. I am Chris. Uh, with me as ever, I've got Mark. All right? Yeah, hello. Now, you had a bit of an eventful Christmas, didn't you? I did, yeah. The Godfrey family increased by one. Yeah, so did you get baby Herod or was, um, was he not born on Christmas Day? No, he came on the 27th, so he didn't have a Herod. We had a Thomas. Oh, well, that's okay. Yeah. Any famous Everton Thomases? I thought Graveson or Radzinski. Well, the the evening before, Tom Cleverley scored that injury time winner against Newcastle. However, the name was chosen before that, before anybody thinks otherwise. <laughs> it's a very obscure thing to name him after, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. Tom Cleverley wouldn't be an inspiration for anybody's uh, naming of a child, I wouldn't imagine. No, no, no I can imagine not. Uh, and we've got a special guest this week with us as well. Um, we have got with us Alex. Alex, how are you? Uh, I'm, I'm reeling from being described as special. <laughs> Well, especially in a nice way. Oh, okay. That's all right. That was a good way. Uh, what team do you support? Southampton. You're a Southampton fan. Um, and have you ever seen The Wire? Have I seen The Wire? Yeah. What, the TV show? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're a big fan, are you? Uh, yeah. Oh, good. Well, you're welcome here. I often think there's room for a... Sorry, it's my favourite programme as well. So I often think right. there's room for a sort of Wire um, football crossover podcast. Don't worry, Alex. Chris is just obsessed with it, so I, I can admit to it. I haven't seen in total about twenty-five minutes, so I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not. I wouldn't be invited onto that particular podcast. I, I I've watched all five series twice. Yes, um, me too. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was in that business myself at one point in time, so hence the interest. Who were you then? If you, if you could be a character on there, which one were you? Which one describes you? My former colleagues would probably say McNulty, to be honest. Oh, really? With, 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 without the drinking quite so much, but oh, yeah. You still had the womanising, though? Uh, no comment. <laughs> oh, no, there's definitely room. I mean, you've got Zlatan as Omar, haven't you? You've got George Mendes as Stringer Bell and um, LV, Louis Van Gaal as Rawls, definitely. I, I like it. This should be developed further. It should be. Marlow, I think, was my favourite. Yeah, he's that scene with the golf club. That's it's just pure coldness. Yes, he was good, wasn't he? Yeah, Detectorist as well. Have you watched Detectorists? We're a fan of that, aren't we, Mark? Oh, I love it. Yeah, no, I that I was a bit disappointed with the Christmas special, mind you. I was as well, actually. Have you not seen it? I haven't. No, it's very good. Mackenzie Crook, Toby Jones, basically two sad metal detectors. Detectorists. Uh, detectorists. Sorry, not metal detectors. Um, yeah, and they uh, they basically go on the scrounge looking for stuff, don't they? Subtle comedy, BBC Four, sounds wanky, but is actually very good. 
Yeah. I, I shall check it out. Yeah, you should. It's good. Um, this week we're going to be talking about the League Cup that happened this week. We're going to be talking about the FA Cup that's going to be happening. Uh, we have a little game and we've got a Watford five-a-side. This is our, um, uh, this is our quest to get all Premier League, 20 Premier League teams with a five-a-side of their best ever Premier League teams. God knows what we're going to do when we get to Bournemouth though. Um, we'll start with Tuesday. Stoke nil, Liverpool one in the League Cup. Jordan I've scored. Uh, did anybody see this one? Um, I caught bits of it during a family gathering. Yeah, yeah. Go on then. What did you catch? Um, it was. It seemed to me like that um, Stoke, for all the the praise they've been having heaped on them recently, with you know the their front three, particularly playing some really good football, seemed to do a lot of huffing and puffing throughout the game, but didn't have the same su- subtlety that they've played showed in recent games, and didn't really look. I I, I fancied them as favourites for the game. I, I was quite surprised they didn't win. I don't think they played as, as incisively as they have done in recent weeks, and maybe a lot of credit should go to Liverpool for that. You see this one, Alex? Um, I didn't know. After Liverpool destroyed us in the previous round, I've I've sworn off the League Cup. It depresses me too much. Well, you imagine being in it in two weeks' time when Stoke beaters Anfield—that'd be a bit more depressing. I would be very surprised if that happens. I, I, I think Klopp will see this as being an eminently winnable competition in his first season and we'll we'll go for it properly yeah you're right I hadn't thought of it like that this this could be a chance for a bit of silverware to take off the the gloss of a it's probably been a bit of a crappy start for him really isn't he he would have hoped for something better so far yeah I it's it's been a bit up and down but the you know he's he's the sort of manager who's got such a um a particular way of playing the game it will take his squad time to adjust to that and it'll take him time to to get the squad um attuned to what he wants and also to bring in players that he feels can complement his style so i don't think he was ever going to be a manager that would that would transition immediately um even if there was a sort of feel-good factor about him finally arriving so i i think it you know next season will be the real test of of what he's managed to do with them Big uh, Sam isn't a fan of gegenpressing, is he? Have you seen his comments this week? <laughs> and I saw Klopp's rather sardonic response, which I quite enjoyed. What was that? Um, he was grateful that, that such a busy manager as Sam Allardyce could take time out to um, analyse Liverpool's problems. <laughs> that's very kind of him, isn't it? Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> Yeah, it was good. Um, the injuries mount up, though, for Liverpool. Uh, Martin Skirtle... Uh, Joe Gomez, Origi, Sturridge, Danny Ings uh, were all already injured. Um, Coutinho, Lovren uh, and Colo Torre all injured in this match. Colo Torre carried on, as he'd want. Um, no defenders for tomorrow's game against Exeter. They should just be about able to pull that off, though, surely. Yeah, I mean, we're going to come to that later on, but it, 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 I don't know, I'm, I'm worried, as I always am with these things at Liverpool. Against Exeter, though, yeah, they they've got, got a terrible home record at the moment. You really, if you're worried about that, then you're as pessimistic as every other Liverpool <laughs> fan. <laughs> well, no, they're not doing very well at the moment, are they? But like, yeah, this is Liverpool. Paul Tisdale is probably the best dressed manager in the league, though, isn't he? Possibly. I don't. I've <laughs> I've not paid that much attention. Have you not? He's um, he's very. He sort of wears a cravat and berries and all these sorts of things at his um, at the matches, doesn't he? On the touchline, him next to tracksuited Jurgen Klopp. It yeah, would be but... nice to see Tony Pulis in a cravat, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> with 
with a with a nice tweed waistcoat and or a smoking cap. jacket, perhaps. With a baseball cap. With a baseball cap, yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> well, you, you said you're the week. He looks like he's Rob Sports Direct, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He does look like he's <coughs> gone in there with a handful of vouchers and said, "Just get me whatever I can with that much." <laughs> Um, the return legs on the 26th of January. How do you reckon this one's going to go, guys? Uh, anybody see a Stoke victory at um, Anfield? No. No? I wouldn't be surprised. I think, like like so many of the the Premier League's new middle-class group of, group of clubs who are, who, who are all threatening to break towards the top four, I think Stoke are a better team on the break than they are when they're pressing. Um, Maybe that's that was a problem for them the other night. I think Liverpool sat back a little bit more, defended them well, and Stoke couldn't break Liverpool down. Whereas, as Stoke have showed in games like they did when they came to Everton and won, um, I think they're quite happy to let other teams come onto them, and then are far more uh, counter-attacking side than they ever used to be. So I don't think it's dead, even though Liverpool have got the away goal and the one goal advantage going back to Anfield, and Anfield's not the fortress it once was. Um, Liverpool are still only about as good as Stoke, so I still don't think that one's completely sewn up yet. You don't think that? Um, yeah, I think there's still room for um, there's still room for you know the the, the front three of Stoke as well. I think to uh, make some kind of impression. Can't be the first. It's probably the first time that Stoke has ever been described as middle class, though, Mark. Yeah, but I mean, you look at the league. Crystal, you throw Crystal Palace in there, and you'd say the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not talking about Stoke the town, <laughs> Stoke the football team. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday, uh, the League Cup, Everton 2, Manchester City 1. Now, over Christmas, me and you had a bit of a lover's tiff, didn't we, Mark, over Everton? Um, I can't remember a tiff, and I certainly can't remember us ever being lovers. <laughs> well, the makeup was better than the breakup, anyway, I think. <laughs> but um, Well, we disagreed, didn't we? Because you you were getting more and more anti... I think this was during the Stoke game, actually, where you lost at home. You were getting more and more anti-Martinez as the game went on. Yeah. And I was just trying to urge restraint within you. Have you seen yeah. anything in this game against Manchester City to make you think uh, Martinez in? Well, <clears throat> um, Liverpool, uh, sorry, Everton played like any good team, and Everton are a good team when they want to be. When, when, um, when they play like that, they can beat anybody on their day. It's just that... When we, when we just, he just, I think he just goes out and says, right, go and play however you want, and doesn't put any tactics or thought into a lot of the games that we play. We've, we've only got one way of going and approaching any game most of the time. And yes, and yesterday's game, it seemed to me that he sent them out with actually a game plan. Don't commit too too much forward. Try keep your shape, like any normal manager and any normal set of players should do. And you saw the results when you look at it too. Two teams, one with mega millions and, you know, one player who, who probably costs almost the same as a full, the full Everton 11 that was on the pitch. Um, they were, a, they're a match for them, you know, even though Manchester City have, have made a real, um, fist of being one of the worst away teams in the Premier League this year. You know, they still bettered them and should have had a, a, a bigger advantage to take with them in the second leg than just one goal. That's what Everton can do when Martinez actually sends them out there well prepared and well drilled to do something. Okay. That's the, it's, it's frustration, Chris. That's, that's where myself and 50% of Evertonians are really at our wits end with, with Martinez and to a certain extent the, the players is because we see so much potential right now, never mind for the future, that this team could really do do something good, and not only in the Cups, but in the Premier League, towards pushing to the top four. 
even though there are so many other teams like Stoke and Palace and West Ham who, who probably all think the same thing. And and that's where the frustration comes from, is because we think we're just it seems that we're just throwing a golden opportunity this season in particular away of, of making it to the top four, not just maybe this cup run if we get to the final, and who knows what happens in the FA Cup. Would you have um would you have Martinez at Southampton, Alex? Um well, I I caveat any answer to that with the fact that I'm very happy with who we've got currently. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't look to to oust him. If Kerman leaves for whatever reason, I know there's been some rumours about the the Dutch job. Um, I, personally, I would go for Gary Monk. Uh, I'm I, Martinez is a nice guy and. I think it's one of those things where I would defer to Mark's opinion in terms of, of exactly how Everton play because it's it's not something I've paid as much attention to as Mark obviously will have done. Um, but it does seem like they are masters of inconsistency. Um, and while he can sometimes get the, the best out of players, I think something like, for example, the way that Ross Barkley has kind of bubbled up and then gone cold and then bubbled up again is is indicative of the fact that, that Martinez can't coax the best out of his players all of the time. And, and as um, a team like Southampton, where we need our best players to be on the boil every game for us to achieve something, and particularly given the, the weakening of the squad over the past couple of uh, transfer windows, then I, I wouldn't look to him personally, no. Okay. Um, is he right in describing Gareth Barry as "quote unquote" one of the best English players ever? <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, I think that's a that's a tad um, hyperbolic to say the least. The thing I did talk about this is I had a little look at Gareth Barry. Fifty three England caps. Mm-hmm. I can't remember, I can't remember getting fifty three England caps. I would, I would have had him in about the sort of late twenties, early thirties. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of players like that. I, I read a news story before about Joe Cole. And he's got about the same number. And again, I would have said Joe Cole had 20 or 30 England caps. So it's, you know, there's obviously, there was a lot, a long period and a lot of games where, you know, I think we must have all switched off or turned over to Gardner's World or something and missed a lot of these England games on the TV. They're giving away like confetti. Yeah. We, we could get one. I, I already do. Have you? No. No. Um, Lukaku scored his 19th goal of the season. But he's injured, isn't he? Is he proper injured or is he just out for a couple of days? Don't know. He limped off. He wasn't in, He wasn't injured enough to is not he, Eden sprint injured. into the box to head that ball home. So he wasn't, you know, crocked for, for good. So I think that, that might just have been a kick on the ankle. I, don't know. I haven't read anything about it. I think Coleman, however, might be out for a few weeks, which could be a bit tricky because we, our, our number two right back is also out injured so that could mean John Stones moving across there with Jagiel Perfit again to come into the centre half position Are you confident about the return leg? No, no I don't think so I think we needed a two goal advantage at the least which we should have had actually I thought we were good for a couple of goals um, better than Manchester City on the night I don't see us being secure enough at the back and Manchester City play a lot Differently at home, don't know why. You know, it's, a, it's the same, roughly the same size field. Same you home and away, same number of players. But this season, City aren't playing well away from home. They're not super convincing at home either. But um, yeah, I, I just don't see. I don't see us losing or by one goal, for example, and taking it to extra time, or um, 
or drawing drawing or winning that game. I think okay. I can see us losing two or three nil perhaps. Okay. Um that's the League Cup then. Anybody see what happened in Madrid this week? Rafa out, Zinedine Zidane in. Yeah, I noticed that. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Your powers of observation haven't left you. No, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, what, what do you reckon? Is this a good move, bad move? Um, is this Florentino Perez uh, getting somebody very popular in that the fans like and ducking behind him? That's quite standard for Madrid chairman or presidents, I believe they call them, isn't it? So, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's one of those things. I know he has been managing the the B team for a period, and and obviously they they can look across at Barcelona and see that in the past that's worked for them. But um, I don't know really how much experience Zidane really has, um, and there's much less of a coherent club ethos at Real Madrid than there is at Barcelona. I think that transition is a, an awful lot easier to make it. At Barcelona than it would be at Real. Um, I suppose on his side, the fact that um, the players will respect somebody of his undoubted brilliance um, as a player will help. Um, but whether he's up to it tactically and Madrid are sitting in third and slightly off the pace, aren't they? So I think it could be a very difficult period for him. Could he still get in that team? <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, probably. <laughs> he just stand in the centre circle, couldn't he? Just sort of spraying passes. Yeah, I mean, he just—he was such a glorious player, wasn't he? I, he? But but I can't. Maybe it's that same sort of allure when, you know, when the the, the Galactico thing first came in at Real Madrid, and and he was one of the linchpins of that. And and Perez thinks that some of that stardust will sprinkle on on the rest of the team, and uh, they'll be able to achieve something with it. But I I have my doubts personally. Yeah. Uh, Mark, did you see Luis Suarez on telly last night? Uh, no, I didn't actually. The only thing I did see was the Everton game. So, oh, yeah. uh, no, I, I wouldn't have turned over had I known he was on. Well, you're a fan of shenanigans, aren't you? In what way? Uh, in the way that uh, he had a coming together a couple of times with the Espanol goalkeeper, um, right. and uh, Barcelona scored a goal, and he went up to the keeper and reminded him of the fact that he just let a goal in. Uh, and then at the end of the game, he held his he held five hands up to show how many trophies he'd won this this season so far, or this calendar year so far. He held five hands up. Five hands. <laughs> He's yeah. Cornish. Five All fingers. Right. <laughs> but uh, no, I didn't see that. But um, I don't yeah. know how he how has he been since he's been in Barcelona in general in in his his, his antics. Let's say has he has he calmed down any or or he's done the same thing with Sergio still does all the time. He's on the same team as Sergio Busquets, isn't he? So I think it's well, all relative. Yeah, you're always going to be overshadowed by the the king of mischief, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, did you see um, uh, Jakob last week for West Brom? He did a Busquets, didn't he? And then uh, David Luiz, as he was injured, he lay uh, on the floor, didn't he? Like when he's yeah. <laughs> you have to like that sort of stuff, don't you? You don't like you that do. sort of thing. You love you? it. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's all pantomime, isn't it? Do you, what do you reckon, Alex? Are you a fan of that? No. No. I think it's I think it's annoying, and I think it's particularly annoying when it's a player as good as Busquets. You know, if if you're Ben Thatcher and you want to be a prick, then fine. But you know, someone like Busquets is a really really good player, and he, to my mind, mars it with with that. And I, I also don't buy into this argument with people like um, Suarez that that or Diego Costa is another example that that being a shit is what gives them their competitive edge because. There are plenty of extraordinarily competitive and successful footballers who aren't assholes, so I think it's just an excuse that's used, really. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, 
Right, what do you guys want to do now? Do you want to do the FA Cup? Do you want to have a game? Do you want to do Watford? What do you fancy? You're the guest, Alex. What do you reckon? Um, but <laughs> Watford, why not? Let's do Watford. Watford five exciting. Now, every week, have you listened to this podcast before? Have you? Uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favourite episode? <laughs> Probably the first one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a that was a cracker. That was oh, a right. Pretty good. Yeah, because <laughs> I can guarantee that that one happened. So <laughs> well, we went on the first one, were we, Mark? So uh, yeah, that's why it was uh, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got steadily worse since then. Mm. Um, every week, what we do is we go through the Premier League teams uh, and we pick out a uh, a five a side team from all the players that have played from throughout their Premier League history. So. It's a bit easier doing it at Manchester United than it is doing it at Watford. So what we ask is we ask for one goalkeeper, um, one defender, and then any three others. And then we debate uh, the makeup of that team. And then when we got through all 20, which we're almost all the way there, uh, we're going to pit them up against each other. Um, so I'll go first with my team. I've got uh, Ben Foster in goal. Uh, in defence after your tip earlier on, Alex, I've gone for Paul Robinson. Uh, Ashley Young, Icario, and Troy Deeney. Uh, Ross... Uh, owner of this podcast has gone for Ben Foster, Jay Demerits, Valeron Berami because he quote unquote loves him, uh, Tommy Smith and Higalio. Um At ARP in 57 has gone for Ben Foster, Paul Robinson, Gavin Mahon, Troy Deeney and Tommy Mooney. Uh, Alex, what did you go for? Uh, I too went for Ben Foster yeah. uh, in goal and Jay Demerit in defence. Um, I've got two midfielders, Etienne Kapue and Mika Hyde and I've gone for Higalio up front. Okay, Mark, what's yours? Well, um, apologies to all Watford fans for not remembering anybody from their previous stint in the Premier League missing out people like Ben Foster. But I went for Gomez in goal, uh, Mr Britos in defence, midfield of Kapue and Abdi and Igalo up front. Mr Britos? Yes. If you were less formal and a friend of his, what would you call him? Uh, Well, Britos? Good, yeah. Suppose. Miguel Miguel Britos Miguel is that his name is it yeah yeah apparently <laughs> you've spent a long time choosing this team have you um, it took all of three minutes yeah <laughs> okay so well Aurelia Gomez has got one vote Ben Foster has got four so are we going to go for a shoe in for Ben Foster are we probably yeah, yeah. I think he, he, he was the, he was the player of the season in that 2006-2007 for, for Watford but he let a goal in didn't he from a goalkeeper Yes, but that does happen. That happened to us last season as well. So oh, it did, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember who scored it. Actually. That was Begovic, wasn't it? Ah, oh, that's right, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. And he was very gentlemanly about it, didn't he? He didn't celebrate or anything. No, no. We probably couldn't see that it had gone in, to be honest. Um, no, I think Ben Foster would be a, a good shout for that. Okay. Uh, right, in defence, we've got two... Well, we've got one for... Mr. Britos, the water filter man. Um, we've got two for two votes for Paul Robinson uh, and two votes for J.D. Merritt. I went for Paul Robinson really for his psychotic value, which I thought would be quite useful for um, uh, for five side. Why did you go for J.D. Merritt? Because I remembered him because he's got an odd name. He was American as well, wasn't he? He was American. Yes, I think he was. I think him and Robinson were both Watford stalwarts for quite some time. Um, See, I remember I Robinson from West Brom. Um, yeah, I think he, I think he made the most appearances for them in that first season that they were in the Premier League. Oh, did he? Okay. Um, 
But no, I, I and I also liked Demerit from Football Manager back in the day. He was one of those quite useful, cheap players that you could pick up. So yes, but I don't know. It's it's difficult to pick between the two. Okay, you try and convince us of Mr. Britos then, Mark. <laughs> Good luck. Um, I, I don't think I can give a, as concrete an answer as Alex just gave. So I'm going to just say that whenever I've seen them this season, he's looked pretty solid. What That's numbers? about as much as as much as I can put forward for him. What number does he wear? <laughs> Maybe five, as a, just as a guess. You know, as a centre half. Yeah. Okay. And um, what sort of centre half is he? Is he sort of a, a sort of cruncher? Or is he a ball playing centre half? Is that? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I would say he's more of the traditional type centre half. So perhaps not quite so suited to five a side as somebody a bit more mobile and um, adept and he's, more he's on the ball. Absolutely an agricultural centre half. There's no doubt about that at all. Is he, like, is he like Ben Stokes of centre halves? Is he? <laughs> yeah, he's just he's not very quick, okay. and he's quite strong. So I think he plays to his um, abilities. What's his favourite colour, Mark? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> yellow, yellow and black, perhaps. <laughs> oh, um, I don't mind who we go for. I'm quite happy to defer to our guest and go for Jade Merritt. I think I think Jay Demerit was better at passing than either of the other two, so that might be useful. I don't think Paul Robinson made a pass in his life, did he? <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> uh, right, okay, so we've got three players up front. So everyone's got one... Oh, uh, Ashley Young, uh, Valen Barami, Tommy Smith, who was terrible at QPR, so we can't have him, uh, Gavin Marn, Tommy Mooney, Mika Hyde, and your mate Abdi. Uh, they've all got one vote. Uh, two votes to Troy Deeney and Etienne Kapui and four for Carlio. So presumably Carlio's in there. Yeah. Plus, you know, he's got he's got the Spando Ballet song as well, so you can't leave him out. It's tumbleweed. You I know, then he Everyone sings the Agalo. I'm not going to sing it, Chris, because I know you've tried to catch me singing on it. <laughs> before. But to what tune are you singing it to? Um, to Gold by Spando Ballet. Oh, okay. Again, I'm not going to sing it. You'll just have to wait and see next time he scores a goal for Watford. Unfortunately, my the singing and chanting this season has been overtaken by that awful Joe Hart dandruff advert. Oh, that's, that is poor. That's probably one of the worst football adverts I think I can imagine. I hate him. You hate what? Well, because of that? Uh, generally. But that doesn't help. No. You hate him. Why do you hate him? I, I, I react very strongly to things. It's, it's something I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to work through it, but no, I, I just grow out of it, Alex. Don't worry. <laughs> I would be very surprised if I did, Mark. Um, I just, no, I, I don't. I don't think he's very good. I think he's very shouty. Um, I think he's a bit full of himself, and yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan. No, you're, you're right. You can. Be, I hate him now as well. Excellent. <laughs> we can start the. Well, I, I like Jack Butland as well. Oh yes, absolutely that. Yeah, so I'm in the Butland in campaign. I'm fully behind that. Yeah, I think he's great. Um, so, Icarlio's in. We've got two votes for Kapui and two votes for Troy Deeney. Uh, and you've all got your own individual ones. You've got one vote. So, um, anyone want to... Well, you both went for Kapui, didn't you? Why did you, why'd you both go for him? I think he's a big, strong footballer who's got a bit of everything about him. And I think um, 
yeah, you do want good ball players in a five-a-side team for sure. But you also need um, a bit of strength and a bit of an enforcer somewhere in the middle uh, of the of the pack. And I mean, you think if we're going to pit these different teams up against each other, you do want somebody who's going to give um, Paul Scholes or Ronaldo a good kick in, in the man if they're drawn against Man United, don't you? Yeah, that's you true. want somebody who's going to stand up to that. And I think he's quite a big lad, so I think he might be able to do that. So we want Watford Kapui rather than Tottenham Kapui, do we? Yeah. Well, that's that's actually one of the reasons that I I'm a a fan of his because he um, he was a good player when he was at Toulouse and then it was a, a real I thought he would do very well at Tottenham and it was a real shame to see him sort of drift off into obscurity there. So the fact that he's come back, uh, established himself a, a lesser team with no disrespect to Watford than Spurs are and and has been consistently their best player outside. Igalu and Dini this season, I think, has been really impressive um, because it would have been fairly easy for him to to sort of take the money and punts around a little bit. You know, no one was expecting Watford to pull up any trees, but he's. Um, I think he's really applied himself and played very well this season. All right, well, we'll go for him, uh, which leaves one space there. So anybody fancy Ashley Young? Did you both forget about him or just not want him? Just didn't want him. No. Yeah. Marlo Stanfield. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit, man! <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Does that change your mind? Um, uh, I think. Well, I mean, Watford got like eight million for him, didn't they, when they sold him to Villa? Yeah, they got a lot, didn't they? So he he kind of, I mean, kudos for that, if nothing else. Mm. Um, I I never really liked Ashley Young. Um, to be honest, so not not in a personal sense, not mm. like Joe Hart. I just never really rated him as a footballer, so I would probably not choose him. No, no. Okay, uh, so your other choice was Mika Hyde. Um, in fact, if we got Mika Hyde in, that's your entire team you've chosen in. Uh, yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? So, so don't choose Mika Hyde. That don't would be so Mika. boring. Or should we go for Troy Deeney? I just feel like with a five-a-side team, don't you want a bit more balance? Do you do you really want two strikers? No, you you need another also, bit. Like Dini's a kind of he's a more of an aerial threat, isn't he? Uh, yeah. I mean, he's playing Igalo in a lot of the time, and 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 if you're playing proper five-a-side, it can't go above the shoulder, can it? So you're not really playing to his strengths there. Well, he's very much a bulldozer player. If you gave him the ball and told him to run at people, he'd knock defenders over, wouldn't he? Yeah, but I don't know. I, maybe it needs a bit of. Maybe it needs someone a bit creative and finessey in there. Maybe it does need Ashley Young, much as I hate to say it. <laughs> Ashley Young, it's, what? Well, you know, Chris, Alex, everything Alex said there is right. You know, you need some subtlety in five side. Uh, going back to my my getting on my soapbox about you know how how fervent I was about getting Peter Beardsley into a five side oh, team. Don't Did he play for what? Second play you need for five side. So you need somebody small, you need somebody quick pacey, quick feet, one-twos. And Troy Deeney, as much as he's great in 11-a-side, he's not that type of player in a in a five-a-side arena. So you would throw him in just simply on, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a star for Watford in 11-a-side, but I don't I don't think he would do well in, in five-a-side. Alex, would you mind, because we've been doing this for a few months now, and every opportunity Mark has had, he's been trying to get Peter Beardsley in any bloody team he can. And he's not got him in so far. Can I put Abdi in just to keep him happy? Would you mind? No, I would not mind at all. There we go. We'll put Abdi in. And... Get in. 
if I put him in, will you never mention Peter Beardsley again? I can't promise. Uh, don't don't you know? Don't fax me over any contracts or anything. But all right. Well, that's our team. We've got Ben Foster in goal, J.D. Merritt in defence. Then we've got Etting Kapui, Abdi, whose first name I've forgotten, um, and what's Igalio's first name as well? Odian. 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 I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Yeah. Odian. Mister Igalio. Yeah. Uh, right, next week we're going to pick a team up for next week. I'll have a Russell round in my tin hat, and we've got, we've got Liverpool, Mark. Woohoo! Back on safe ground. We're away from Watford. Does that feel better? I'm just going to pick any team that, I'm just going to pick five players that don't include Steven Gerrard just to piss you off. Is that one? I don't think he's been my team, actually. Oh, come on. They can't be. Exactly. You're going to struggle to find a goalkeeper. Uh, Dudek. Really? Well, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he like he did one thing that was good, and it was wobbling about. No, he did that double save about five minutes beforehand. That, well, okay, he did one good save, and then it, the ball got blasted straight into his mush. And yeah. I wouldn't count that as a save necessarily. <laughs> I, I'm I'm with Mark on this one. I have to say, no, 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 no. Uh, okay, well, we'll struggle on that one for next week. You're more than welcome to pick a team for that one, uh, Alex, if you want to. I've been thinking. Uh, yeah. I've been thinking about this for a while, actually. This Liverpool team, and I have been struggling. I might pick a joke one. Yeah, go on then. You're more than uh, welcome to do that. And if you can argue their place in ahead of off the top of my head, straight away, I'd be going for Andy Carroll and Joe Allen. <laughs> the Welsh savvy. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Colo uh, Torre in defence. Co- yeah. Um, Tony who- Warner in goal. Um, no, uh, Peggy Arpexad. Oh, yes. Um, which leaves one midfielder who was Dross. Eagle Biscan. Eagle Biscan. Yes, there you go. There's our team. We don't need to do Liverpool next Come on, there has to be some space in this team for Dominic Traore. Oh, Jimmy Jimmy Traore. Who's Dominic? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know where that came from. Jimmy Traore is what I meant. Jimmy Traore. Surely the worst player to have won a Champions League. Absolutely. There can't oh, be any shit. dispute about that. No, you've got you. I'm really there. The worst player to win a Champions League medal, Jimmy Traore. Yeah, gotta be. Oh. How far back are we going? Are we going back to 92 when the Champions League started, are we? I, yeah. To be honest, you could go back to cave paintings and you wouldn't have been <laughs> someone worse. <laughs> right, well, there's a challenge for next week, listeners. A worse Champions League winner than Jimmy Traore. There has to be one. It's J- Eric Jemba Jemba must have one. No, I don't think so. No? Okay. Right, well, should we move on to the FA Cup then, shall we? Go on then. Okay. The Magic of the Cup. The Magic of the Cup. Well, this is my favourite weekend of the year, actually, the FA Cup third round weekend. I think it depends a little bit, perhaps, on your age, um, about how you feel about the FA Cup. Maybe there was, I don't know whether there was a spe- specific time that more so, I think the media's driven it more than fans. That this whole has the the FA Cup lost its magic, but I don't. But there seems to be. Uh, would there be somebody like me and you, Chris, who are nigh on forty, who, like you say, the third round of the FA Cup and the FA Cup means a lot to people like us and older than us. How does a twenty-one-year-old Manchester United fan feel about the FA Cup? You know, they've not won it for a relative, relatively quite a long time, like ten years or so, and it's not the top of Manchester United's priorities. How does a Man U fan feel? Compared to a forty-two-year-old uh, Coventry fan, for example, I don't know. Should I ask a twenty-one-year-old Southampton fan? 
<laughs> do, do you know any? Uh, Twitter's probably follow them. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. My my um my brother-in-law is a Coventry City fan, and he still loves the cup for obvious reasons. Mm. Well, I mean, I you know, I live I live in the town called Blythe, which is famous for uh, Blythe Spartans, and you know, down the years they've had various different cup runs and giant killings and getting to the third round and everything else for a non-league side. And even when the um the qualifying rounds begin and Spartans come into the competition, the town just you know. It, it's all around the town, the buzz, the talking of the FA Cup, and when they get into the third round, it's amazing, you know? So people up here take the FA Cup really, really seriously. Well, shall I give you four fixtures? And you can see, these are four fixtures I've picked out where I reckon there could be an upset, and you both give me a sort of yay or nay with whether you agree. Um, the first one is Exeter versus Liverpool, which is tomorrow night on the telly, I think, isn't it? Mm. Uh, can either of you see anything happening here? It's the third game Liverpool have had in a week, isn't it? After a busy Christmas period as well. Yes, and you know you mentioned earlier about a few injuries, well, quite a lot of injuries actually that are stacking up against them. But um, I, I don't, I can't profess to know exactly how good or bad Exeter are this year. I, I still can't, I couldn't see it to be honest. I think Liverpool have have got enough firepower, even without storage up front. You'd expect them to outscore Exeter. Okay, Alex. Uh, yeah, I'm with Mark on that one. Yeah. Um, Wickham Aston Villa. Yeah, this for me, this would be the one that if you, if you're putting a uh, a coupon on of of FA Cup third round upsets, this would be the first one you would chalk up. Yeah. What do you think, Kelly? And Wickham are sixth in League Two at the moment. They lost at the weekend, didn't they? They lost to two nil to Morecambe, didn't they? Mm. Mm. Like you do. <laughs> I, I mean, Villa are bad, but. It's still a massive gulf, isn't it? I, I just, I think, I think if if Villa were playing maybe a sort of middling League One side, I would be a lot more confident. But I, I just think there's too much to bridge there. Are we that far away from Wrexham versus Arsenal all those years ago? I mean, could you not see a, a Premier League team losing losing to a League Two team? Um, you could, yeah, obviously. Um, I mean, it, you know, it's the third round. Anything could happen, as that shit awful advert says. <laughs> um, but at the same time, Villa have got, you know, it's kind of. I, I suspect Villa will be looking at the possibility of a, at least a sort of you know run to the sixth round as a, as an opportunity to get some momentum for their frankly awful Premier League campaign. Mm. Um, and I think they'll probably. You know, I, if they were to lose this, I could just see the bottom falling out of their season altogether. So they'll be desperate for that not to happen. Um, and I, I think it'll be very, very important for them to win. And that's what will drag them through. I don't think it'll be a good game. I don't think it'll be a pretty game. Mm. Um, and it might be quite narrow. But I, I would expect them... The, the stakes are so high for Villa if they lose that I, I'd be surprised if they did. They need Roy Essendon. That's what we can need. That doesn't mean anything to me, I'm afraid. Okay. Does Teletext still exist, Chris? <laughs> Would they be getting him through the red button now? Uh, Roy Essendart was the... Um, when Wickham played Leicester City in the FA Cup about 15 years ago, still at Filbert Street, uh, they were short a few players, and so they put an advert on Teletext, and Roy Essendart <laughs> responded to the advert, came on and scored the winner. That's beautiful. That's great. And Isn't that, that, yeah. that was in Laurie Sanchez was managing them, wasn't it, Mark? 
Yeah, he, he, got, he got sent off a few minutes before, and he was watching the the game in the tunnel at Filbert Street on the TV. That's right. And Essendon, uh, I think there was a long ball went into the box, got flicked on, and he headed the winner, didn't he? About what ten, fifteen minutes from time. That's right. Yeah. Um, I think that, that that year they got to the semi and got beat by Liverpool, Liverpool. in the semi. That's right. Heskey scored yeah. a couple, I think. Yeah. Uh, Doncaster versus Stoke I put this one down if only for the fact that Stoke are playing away um, and I'm just wondering whether Bojan etc I put down here in my notes because I do make them um, can Stoke do it on a wet Saturday in Doncaster <laughs> mm. it, we've gone we've gone on postmodern haven't we now it's gone sort of full circle with the Stoke and the hipsters um, anyone can see Doncaster winning here I would say, for the similar re- similar reasons Alex gave for Aston Villa taking their game ultra seriously, I think that Stoke will do the same. But because they won't win the league, obviously have a have a, an outside shot of a of a European place, but they have a very good chance, obviously from the League Cup, but also the FA Cup of uh, a run to Wembley. So I think they will see this as a huge opportunity. So with the players they've got. Um, I think it'll be a tough game, but I think I don't see Stoke losing this. Yeah, what do you reckon, Alex? Yeah, I, I'd be inclined to agree there. Um, I mean, what Doncaster are sort of middle of League One, aren't they? Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you know they they're probably more likely to spring an upset than Doncaster, but then sorry than Wickham, but but Stoke are obviously a much better team. Than Villa, and I think Stoke probably still have it in them to to front up and play a slightly more reductive style of football if they have to. Um, so I, yeah, I can't really see this producing an upset. I'll be honest. Okay, um, and the last one I put down uh, was Eastleigh at home to Bolton Wanderers. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I've I've backed Eastleigh in this game. Have you? <clears throat> yeah. Well, you put money on this, have you? I have. Yeah. <clears throat> Partly because Eastleigh is next to Southampton, so they're kind of... I mean, they're not a second team to me or anything. I wouldn't profess that, but um, I, Bolton are pretty much in free fall, aren't they? Um, they are. yeah. And, and Eastleigh had a, a good result, obviously, um, last time round. I think this could well be an upset. Yeah, well, their game was postponed at the weekend, wasn't it? So they're all nice and fresh. Uh, Bolton yeah. got just two points in the whole of December as well. Mm. Um, they got financial problems. Neil Lennon has had his personal problems as well. Mm. Uh, if you put his name into Twitter um, Mark what do you reckon I reckon I might put Neil Lennon's name, name into Twitter cause <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, have I no, the only ones who heard I, those that, yeah that could be a that could be an upset you're right Bolton have got all sorts of problems going on and uh, it, it can't help that I don't know whether the players, players are getting paid or anything like that but obviously they're at the bottom of their that league for a reason um, and yeah it you wouldn't be surprised if the TV cameras and plenty of um, uh, newspaper people go into this game, pens at the ready, hoping for a for an upset. Have you heard the Neil Lennon story, Alex? Uh, no, but I'm just looking at Twitter now. Um, I think you put it's... Neil Lennon a knife into Twitter. A knife? Yeah. Bloody hell. I, I, I might tell you this. I'm very fearful of any kind of... If Neil Lennon listens, he might get a bit upset, so... I'm going to tell you later on. It's not listening. It's not. Oh, righty. Okay. Yeah, fine. I see. Yeah. You've seen, have you? <laughs> I have now. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, actually, no. The Daily Record says that he's apologised for it. Um, oh, has so he? If, 
if he's apologised for it in the Daily Record have reported that, I suspect you're probably all right. Okay, it's amazing you can do something like that and still keep your job. It's football. Mm. I, I think you can pretty much do anything and keep your job. Well, second, him, second him would almost certainly mean a large redundancy payment that they can't afford. What if it was gross misconduct? Isn't it all bringing the club into disrepute or something? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much every contract has got a, a kind of mm. catch-all clause that says if you're an arsehole, we can get rid of you. And I, and I think that's quite arseholy, that sort of behaviour. So Yes, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right, we've got some more Premier League ties as well. We've got Spurs versus Leicester City, Watford versus Newcastle, uh, Norwich. I wrote Norwich QPR, but I, don't think, I think it's Norwich Man City, isn't it? Um, yeah. And then Arsenal Sunderland. And Southampton Crystal Palace. And Southampton Crystal Palace. I do apologise. How do you reckon <sighs> you're going to get on there? Uh, we'll lose. This is the Alan Pardew derby, isn't it? It used to be your manager. Yeah. You got fond yeah. memories of him? Um, not especially, no. No? No. I, 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 I've never really liked him, to be honest. Although, actually, I, I have to say, I've read Michael Calvin's book on on managers living on the volcano, um, which I reviewed for Ian McIntosh's site. And uh, I kind of warmed to him fractionally after reading that because he does have quite an interesting backstory about how he got into football originally. And Oh, the whole Yeovil town thing. Yeah, was still working as a, as a I think he was a glass fitter. Yes. Um, and, and pulling ridiculous shifts and then going up to training and stuff like that. So, I, you know, credit to him for that, I suppose. But I just, I think he's got an undercurrent of nastiness, um, which I'm not a fan of. And, you know, Southampton obviously are a really nice, in inverted commas, club. So I don't think he, yeah, I don't, I don't think he was a great fit for that. No. Um, have you heard the, do you listen to the Graham Hunter podcasts? No. He goes around interviewing certain people. He's done Michael Carrick and Darren Fletcher. And he's also done Alan Pardew. It's, I mean, it's very in, they're all very interesting and informative. But if you want to listen to two men with their own heads stuck up their own bottoms, then you know the Pardew Hunter podcast is the one for you. Yeah, I've read a book by Graham Hunter once. I think it was on... Was it on Barcelona? Probably. He lives in Spain, yeah. Yeah, it was shit. So I've not really, <laughs> I've not really paid much attention to him uh, subsequent to that. Well, his podcasts are very interesting for what he gets out of people, but it, God, he, he does like himself. He'd lick himself if he was made of chocolate. <laughs> um, right, two names from you both. Uh, who's going to win? Well, win the whole competition. Oh, God. Um, Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough. Yeah. Why not? Chelsea. Really? Yeah, for a laugh, why not? <laughs> we think Borough's more sort of feasible. Middlesbrough? To win the FA Cup? Ahead of Chelsea. No, Middlesbrough won't win. They're gonna they'll 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 get so far and then they'll let themselves fall out of it because you know, the Premier League is ultimate in their um aspirations this year. And all they have to do is just keep playing like they are and they will cruise that division, Middlesbrough. Yep. Fair yeah. enough. But that's the point. If they keep playing like they are and they'll cruise it, then then why not have a good cup run as well? Well, yeah, I suppose you're right. I mean, they've got a tough game. Burnley and Omogs, that's the, the third round here. So, again, you it wouldn't be a surprise if, if they dipped out at this stage. And I don't think anybody on side would be bothered, really. I think everything's about the Premier League. Um, that would be a huge shot in the arm for the, for the region and for the team mm. who were bankrolled for so long and still are by Steve Gibson. Yeah. But you know he cut his his input financially into that club um, a year or two after the last relegation, 
uh, and that's kind of held them back for quite a while. But um, you know, if if they can get back in the Premier League, then especially if if you're going to get Newcastle Sutherland going in the opposite direction, it would just be almost impossible to think of uh, the North East without a Premier League club. I think it'd be really great if they got back in. Actually, I'd, I do uh, as well. Yeah. I yeah. like them. Yeah. Uh, right. Who fancies a game? Go on then. I made it just because we've got a special guest on this week. <laughs> I'm not saying it's any good, but <laughs> you yeah, got to put it. Me hopes up. Don't worry. <laughs> well, in honour of the FA Cup, I thought I'd do a little draw. We're halfway through the Premier League season. Uh, so what I've done is I've written out a list of football teams in the Premier League and then I've written out a list of managers so what we're going to do we're going to pick out I'm going to ask Mark for you to pick a number and then Alex will ask you to pick one and we're going to see who's going to end up managing who at the end of all this and what their um, fortunes could be mm-hmm. okay so left or right Alex left left right pick a number between 1 and 20 17 17 is Swansea mm. Mark, pick a number between 1 and 20. 8. 8 will be managed by Ronald Koeman. Oh, God, no. That means you can get Alan, Alan Curtis. <laughs> right, pick a number, Alex, between 1 and 20 that isn't 17. 16. <laughs> 16 is, is, is Bournemouth. Uh, Mark. Uh, number 2. Number 2 is Sam Allardyce. He'd get him out of that, wouldn't he? Are they are they in it? I mean, yeah, Eddie Howe's doing well. Oh, I suppose they are really. They're four points, aren't they? Um, that that would be horrific. You know, Bournemouth are a really nice team and have been a nice team to watch for a long time. For, for them, him to go in there with his jack boots on and just yeah, he would just crap all over that. Yeah, Alex. Yes. Pick a number. I'm gonna go for twenty. Twenty is Aston Villa. You might be able to see a pattern here. Aston Villa. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've got it now. <laughs> Mark, pick a number. Um, ten. Ten is... Oh, Roberto Martinez. Uh, who's the team again, sorry? Villa. And Roberto Martinez. Oh, well, <laughs> if you're going to go down, you might as well go down, get your money's worth in style. <laughs> well, you've made his day. Alex, yeah. pick a number. Uh, one. <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal. I think I've cracked this now. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to get a job at Bletchley anytime soon. <laughs> uh, Mark, pick a number. Uh, six. Number six is Alex Neal. Renton from Trainspotting. That'd be interesting. I, I like Alex Neal. You he's do, a good manager. You? you like sort of gritty working class Scotsman, don't you? I do, yeah. I think he's got a bit more weight on him than Renton. <laughs> not a lot. Well, I mean, Renton is skinny as fuck. I actually watched Trainspotting <laughs> today. so. Oh, did you? I had a job interview today, so I posted the uh, the job interview scene on Facebook. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Which is, it just reminds you how good it is. And then I watched the bit afterwards where they go to the mountains. Yeah. It's, it's a shite state of affairs and no amount of fresh air is going to make any difference. <laughs> <laughs> 20 years old this year. Do you know, I haven't seen that film for such a long time. I can't even remember how good or bad it was. I remember oh, thinking it was good a long time it, ago, but... It really is good. Yeah. It really, yeah. It's, it's superb, particularly it as it was it was made on a budget of about one and a half million and shot over just a month. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you read the book? Yes. Have you? It's hard going, isn't it, to to read it in a Scottish accent? I yeah, I was having a conversation with somebody about this the other day who's a big Earth and Welsh fan, and and they genuinely it takes me twice as long to read his books than any other book. Yeah, 
Um, and I do kind of, I don't actually read it out loud, out loud, because I think my housemate would think I was a psychopath, but, um, it's, I, I kind of try and read it out loud in my head, if that makes sense. Um, because otherwise it's, it's quite difficult. And there's also, it's not just the, the rendering of it phonetically, but these slang words that are used. Mm. Um, you have to sort of figure them out as you go along. And like, I've got well, 50 pages my, my, in. My wife's from Glasgow, but, you know, she doesn't use anywhere near as many of the, uh, the local invectives as they do in the, in the train spotting. That's because it's set in Edinburgh, Mark. I know, but a lot of the, <laughs> the foul mouthed, uh, stuff that comes, it, it, in your direction. Translates, yeah, well, generally speaking, yeah. Although I've got a little buddy now who can take a lot of the flag. <laughs> um, Alex, pick a number. Two. I'm going to change this round, aren't I? Uh, Lester. Mark, pick a number. Nine. Nine is Tony Pulis with his little baseball cap. <laughs> That'd be the worst thing possible for Lester. That'd be absolutely terrible. Imagine Riyad Morris playing under Tony Pulis. He'd just get dropped. He would. Or converted into a wing back or something horrific. <laughs> I can imagine in the James Beatty kind of way, Jamie Vardy getting a naked headbutt from Tony Pulis. Yeah, that's a horrible image. Yeah, well, do you remember when he did that? He did it in the showers, didn't he? I just had the image of Tony Pulis being in a shower wearing his baseball cap still. <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ! Alex, pick a number. Three. Three. <laughs> Manchester City. Mark, uh. pick a number. Three? Three. Steve McLaren. Oh, bloody hell, imagine that. He's not a big enough name anyway, is he? I mean... Uh, no, I can't see that going. Pep would still come in next summer, wouldn't he? Mm, Pep might go to Chelsea, though. Do you think? Mm, yeah, maybe. Okay. Well, and then Jose to Man City. I I don't know what Jose's... I don't, Jose could lock himself in a lift for a like <laughs> Give us a number. Uh, oh, what is it? 19. 19, Sunderland. I should have been writing all of these down as I went along. You're relying on my memory. It's just not good. Uh, Mark, pick a number. Um, 11. 11. Mark Hughes. That's a red and white stripy team from. That's a giant leap sideways, isn't it? Or down a little bit? Oh, it's downwards, isn't it? Really? Definitely down. Would he save him? Ooh, Possibly. Well. Possibly. So, I mean, that's Sunderland, isn't it? They will probably escape by the skin of their teeth at the expense of a team that everyone really likes once again. Bournemouth. I think that's going to be it, isn't it? Last game of the yeah. season. Mm. Yeah. Bo- Bournemouth or Swansea. Yeah. And and Sunderland will somehow scrape through with an unlikely win over someone like, I don't know, Liverpool or Spurs and everyone will cry. <laughs> That'll happen again. Give us a team. Uh, number 18 18 then I've got rid of the three at the bottom haven't I <laughs> shh no there's a there's... <laughs> Newcastle Mark um 13 13 is Klopp uh, New- yeah, Klopp after Newcastle that would be a great fit really he'd smack uh, Mike Ashley after a week wouldn't he Possibly, but I just think it'd be hugely entertaining. You know, I, I wouldn't have been shocked if the Newcastle had approached him in the summer. Actually, yeah, I can, I can kind of see that. What do you reckon, Alex? I think New, Newcastle have got the hubris to approach anyone, haven't they? Yeah, so I think you're right. Self-styled best club in the world, etc. Mm. Um, 
I, I think it would be fun. I mean, Newcastle, Newcastle back in the Keegan days played some riotously fun football, didn't they? And I, I do think that, um, that Klopp might actually get, kind of get them doing something quite good again. On a zero hours contract. Yeah, I was going to say, is he on the <laughs> wage zero hours? Yeah. Uh, Alex, give us a number. Four. Number four. Tottenham Hotspur. Fifteen. Fifteen. Is Slavin Bilic. Mm, I like Bilic. Are oh, you would the sort of rock star smoking? Yeah, plays guitar. Yeah, I, I do like Bilic. I think he'd do well Daniel anywhere. Daniel Levy wouldn't be like that though, would he? Hmm? Daniel Levy wouldn't like all that, would he? I don't know, would he? No, I don't know. I think he's he doesn't seem to like anybody for more than a year and a half. Well, no, that's true. Uh, Alex, give the number. Um, uh, oh, I've done those. 15. 15. Norwich City. 14. 14. 14. Alan Pardew. Oh, God. <laughs> well, Pards think he would do a great job. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Well, I, I, Norwich are one of those teams I like. As, as in a sort of neutrals way. Um, so, yeah, I would hate for them to be lumbered with him. Yeah, you, or, can't, yeah. you can't hate Norwich as a club unless you're an Ipswich fan. Or Emma. Yeah. She used to hate them, remember? Why? Do you, I don't know. She used to have a big irrational hatred towards them, didn't she, Mark? Do you remember? It is utterly irrational to hate Norwich. Yeah. I mean, I lived there a lot for a while when I was always a kid, so I, I always got a little soft spot for Norwich, but... Uh... And of course, it's the home of Alan Partridge. So, yeah, Partridge and Pardew. I took them on Championship Manager two thousand two thousand and one. I got them to within a penalty kick of the quadruple with uh, Zlatan and Javier Saviola at front, and Paul Dalglish and Phil Mulrine in mid- midfield. Phil Mulrine, he was a great player. He was good, wasn't he? Yeah, on on Championship Manager. Yeah, not in real life. Not in real life. <laughs> no. Who's this Zlatan bloke you're on about? <laughs> uh, Alex, give us a number. Five. Number five is Manchester United. Uh, Nineteen. Nineteen. Claudio Ranieri. Oh, that's oh, that good. Yeah. And his 90 mile an hour speeding fine he got this week. My brother got a speeding fine this week, the idiot. Is he? Is he an Italian oh. football manager? No, he's a 18 year old idiot. <laughs> I love him dearly, obviously, because yeah. he's kin at that, but yeah. That's yeah, the problem. You don't choose your kin, do you? No, you don't. Yeah, you see. Absolutely not. <laughs> unless you're, unless you're uh, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Uh, Alex, pick a number. Um, 14. 14 is Chelsky. 7. 7 is Gus Hiddink. Hang oh, on. fancy on. that. <laughs> Never work. <laughs> Yeah, he can just stay there. That's the thing. He doesn't have to move house or anything. Nah. That's quite brilliant. convenient for him. Excellent. Um, go on, Alex. Six. Six is West Ham. God, 13? We've had 13. That was 12. Jürgen. 12. Chico Flores. Not Chico Flores. Chico Flores. <laughs> Who's the... Is he Flores at... Kike Flores. Kike Flores. Kike. That would work. Yeah, it would, wouldn't it? Yeah. He's ridiculously handsome 
He keep, oh, do you know what? He he's very huggy. You know, you know, you watch on match of the day when the managers come out and hug each other at the start. Yeah. He he sort of holds the other manager about half a second too long, a little bit uncomfortably. Oh, I I I'd be all right with that. Would you? Yeah. It's, it's that beard and that cardigan. He kind of looks like he's he's straight out of a next catalogue, doesn't he? He looks yeah. like Phil Brown with a beard. No, he does. No, no, he doesn't. Phil Brown was <laughs> weird looking. Phil Brown with a beard. I mean, I would say a tan, but Phil Brown's got one of them as well. But you'll never see them in the same place. Mm. No. Um, can I give us a number? Um, thirteen. My club. Your. How did you know that? Uh, psychic. Eh? Wow. You're like Whoopi Goldberg. Something like that. <laughs> Mark, give us a number. Number one. Number one. Remy Guard. Yeah, be careful, God, be God, careful no. what you wish for. <laughs> <laughs> Not in a month of Sundays. Uh, we'll get away from that one quickly. Give us a number then. Uh, seven. Seven. Uh, you've had. Oh no, we haven't had that one. That's Palace. Um, eighteen. Eighteen is Manuel Pellegrini. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think you'd take that job. Do you not think? No. Well, you might well have to in come August. When he's no, not he, he'll just go back to Spain, wouldn't he? You think? Yeah. He'll, t- he'll take over the Real Madrid job after Zidane fucks it up in six months. He's been there before, hasn't he? Yeah, he was there before Mourinho. Mm. Uh, basically, they fucked him off after one year. <laughs> How do you reckon he'd get on? He'd be all right, wouldn't he? Where? What, Crystal Palace? Yeah. I don't, I don't really get the Pellegrini thing to be honest I, I, I'm not really sure that I see much of what he's doing it's a, a bit like what Mark was saying with Martinez it doesn't seem like there's a necessarily a great cohesive plan at work there he's got very leathery skin hasn't he that also yeah there's yeah. a picture of the Keith Richards about him <laughs> oh dear uh, that's, that's almost litigious <laughs> <laughs> uh, give us a number Alex so that would be 12, yes. That would be 12. Well done. West Brom. Make it easy, Chris, and tell me what I haven't picked. Uh, you can have either 16, 17, 20, 4, 5. All right, 4. 4. Uh, Alan Curtis. That's a bit boring, isn't it? Yeah. Mind you, we let Gus Hiddink stay, so... Yeah, we did. Uh, Gonna give us a number. Um, uh, did I do 11 already? You can have 8, 9, 10 or 11. Oh, do you see what I've managed to do here? I know, you've done very well. It's like a palindrome. Yeah, it is. Um, 8. 8. The uh, most successful team in English football history. Mark, pick a number. Um, 20. Will be managed by... Arsene Wenger. There you go, the years of trophy drought will continue. <laughs> oh, awesome! <laughs> I don't know what kind of job do you reckon he'd do at Liverpool. Yeah, I think he'd do quite a good job. Yeah, I think I think he's he'd probably get on quite well with that FSG actually. Yes, I don't. Yeah. You, yeah, they kind of sort of leave alone, don't they, a little bit. Yeah, I, but I think there'd also be a sort of meeting of minds in terms of. I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Tom Henry and Arsene Wenger got on well and kind of saw things in a similar kind of way you John Henry they'll put, they put all that Luis Suarez business behind him yeah but it's football isn't it everything gets put behind eventually 
Well, yeah, if you Google Leo, Neil Lennon, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what number? Seven, I love 17. 16, 17, or 5. So on 17, you've got Maurizio Pochettino. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Oh, I'd wait. Yeah. You don't, you don't think he's a Martinez Mark II? No. No, I think he's got more savvy than Martinez. Um, just you know, how he sets his teams out to play like proper football teams. Football isn't about just like neat passing and scoring loads of goals and all that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not about yeah. got nothing to do. It's got nothing to do with <laughs> entertainment. Absolutely nothing. There, you're not Jonathan Wilson, are you? Uh? You're not Jonathan Wilson, are you? No, afraid not. <laughs> uh, right, Alex, give us a number, nine or ten. Uh, let's go nine. Nine. Watford. Right, you've got five or sixteen. Uh, five. Five. Eddie Howe. Mm. Yeah, that would work. I think so. He doesn't like going too far north, does he? <laughs> yeah. No. Power's diminished the further further he goes north, eh? <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's somewhere around Leicester or Coventry where the, the balance gets tipped. You think? Yeah, not, not, once it goes north of Meriden, which is the sort of centre of England, then that's it. I, I, I feel a kindred spirit with them coming from Hampshire there. So. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. You, your water goes down the plug hole the other way when you get by that landmark. It, it's basically terrifying, unless I can jump all the way up to Scotland, where um, my dad's dad's from. So oh, really? then, then I feel comfortable again. But anywhere in between. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which leaves you with just number 10. Yes, it does. Stoke City, managed by Mark. Go and have a guess. Uh, uh, who haven't we had out the hat yet? Um, Louis Van Gaal. Oh, yeah, Louis Van Gaal. Louis Van Gaal, managing Stoke. Louis Van Gaal would actually manage to make Stoke less attractive. Well, th- th- yeah, but that's easy to do nowadays, isn't it? Because they are a very attractive team to play. Yes, I suppose that, that yes. You're yes. thinking Pulis Stoke, aren't you? Well, yeah, I mean, yes, I am, I suppose. Louis Van Gaal has got, he's just a bit bonkers, isn't he? He is a bit, yeah. He's, I can't is he deluded? I don't think he's deluded, is he? I think he's just, like you say, bonkers. Yeah, I mean, I think he's always had the propensity to be a bit off the wall, hasn't he? I mean, some of his stuff during the, the Bayern days was quite um, <clears throat> odd. We're getting little Louis out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you put a drink in him and he just does mad shit. So, I, I don't know, maybe... Fitting really well in Stoke. Well, make, <laughs> give him a drink and put the mascot outfit on him. <laughs> yeah, pick him out in the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, excellent. Well, that's our um, that's our teams. I hope you enjoy that. Um, I hope you're happy with who we pick for you. Uh, and that brings us to the end of our podcast. Anybody got any other business? No, not not from me. No. All submissions for football pink in now, Mark. Are they issue eleven? Um, no, they're not all in, Chris. Although for once you are on time. In fact, you're early, which makes a change. So yeah, on on time is tomorrow, Mark. So <laughs> that's true. That is true. So... I got mine in on Sunday. That amazing sense of relief when you send your homework off—it never leaves you. Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> uh, so when's that coming out? That's coming out in a couple of weeks, is it? It'll be out uh, hopefully the first week of February. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything, Alex? You want to declare? Um. What, like in terms of income tax and stuff? Or... Your, your genius or...? No, I, I'll keep stum on that. Um, no, I, I don't have anything to say, really. No? Excellent. Right. Well, thank you ever so much for coming on. Are you going to come on again? And if I'm invited, I would be most grateful. You're always invited. There's, oh. Uh, more than happy to come back whenever you fancy it. Lovely. 
I'm up for that. Oh, excellent. Uh, Mark, you coming back again? Um, well, only if you get some biscuits in. What sort? Chocolate digestives, please. Choc- Actually, yes, that's the right answer. <laughs> chocolate digestives or chocolate hobnobs? Oh, chocolate oh. hobnobs. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I don't get the, what? I don't get this, the whole hoo-ha about hobnobs, I'm afraid. Chocolate, I mate, chocolate hobnobs are the best biscuit bar none. Oh. I, I will fight anyone who says differently. There we go. That's fighting talk. Even you, Mark. And I know you're a nice man and everything. Are you, but... are you looking at his Skype profile picture? He's met me. I, I, we've met a couple of times. Have Alex you? knows. But he, he, again, his training probably means he's got quite a few special holds that would render me <laughs> uh, incapacitated in <laughs> yeah. seconds. I have to say, yeah. earlier on when we were talking about the wire and you said that it used to be your line of business, I kind of thought, which way is he going to go? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because no, I'd definitely uh, be talking about that on a podcast if it be a thing. Yeah, no, I, I used to be a massive crack dealer and then <laughs> I, I just decided that actually writing was the thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a but shit business. <laughs> scratch that creative itch. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Well, you're going to come back again. That's brilliant. If they want to follow you on Twitter, how do they do that? I don't uh, believe there's anybody not following you, is there? I'm sure probably loads of people. It's um, at A-F-H Stuart with an E-W. Okay. Mark, if they want to follow you? Um, at the Football Pink. At the Football Pink. Um, and uh, at Man of the Post is the Twitter website for a uh, Twitter account for us. Manofthepost.com is the website. Hopefully, uh, Ross and the guys will be back this weekend to review all the FA Cup coverage that we've previewed. Uh, if you like what you hear, you can always rate and review and... Uh, Leave us a message on iTunes. Um, even if you are that nice man who called us an abortion of a podcast, you can still leave something like that if you wish. <laughs> about six weeks ago. I've not let it go since. Uh. <laughs> uh, but thank you ever so much. And all that remains to be said is always remember to keep your man on the post. What? I've done a game yeah exactly I've done a game as well you mean you've done a game I've done a game um, oh right for us to play for you to play alright okay well hopefully it's more successful than the last time we played one of Colin's games uh, yeah well that only helps if you follow all the people on Twitter we settled those problems a long time ago so we do I do st- still live in a state of virtual paranoia though okay I, do, I don't know I, I, I nap a lot I kind of you know I'm not really not really one of these go-getter types who's out all hours, so <laughs> I'm, going, I'm, I'm I'm often around. Yeah, yeah that's what you sound like the kind yeah. of people for us. Napping, Mark. Do you remember napping before children? Mate, I fucking love a nap. Oh. In fact, oh. my my uh, missus sent me a link today on Twitter for a hoodie that lets you nap anywhere by inflating the hood. And when she sent it to me, I was having a nap. So that that kind of just goes to show how much I enjoy napping. Mark, how's your sleep coming up with that baby? Uh, no, don't even, don't even. <laughs> I don't even know what day it is. So. <laughs> you, were look, you were lucky I remembered it was Thursday. All right, Harry, see that ludicrous display last night? What was Wenger thinking, sending Walcott on that early? thing about Arsenal is they always try and walk it in. Andrew, I really want to go back to being geek now. I like being geek. Geek's all I've got. That's where my sweet, sweet style lies. If you got that reference, then you are going to love The Geek Show exclusively for the palaceofwisdom.co.uk with me, Andrew. And me, Mike. We are geeks. We talk about geek stuff like Marvel, 
and Batman. Mostly Marvel and Batman. And occasionally Star Wars and Arrow, Flash. Lots of superheroes, lots of sci-fi. If you love that, you'll love us. Again, that is The Geek Show for thepalaceofwisdom.co.uk. Oh, and every six months we talk about tech. We now return you to your football-related shenanigans.